0: Hi there, and welcome back to uh, this Doctrine and Covenants podcast. This will be for section 96. I'll go ahead and read the heading. Revelation given to Joseph Smith the prophet, showing the order of the city or stake of Zion at Kirtland, Ohio, June 4, 1833, as an example to the saints in Kirtland. The occasion was a conference of high priests, and the chief subject of consideration was the disposal of certain lands, known as the French farm, possessed by the church near Kirtland. Since the conference could not agree who should take charge of the farm, all agreed to inquire of the Lord concerning the matter. Uh, so let's give a little bit of a historical background. As more and more saints gathered to the Kirtland area, the need arose to purchase lands for their settlement. In April 1833, the church purchased a 103-acre farm from Peter French. This farm extended south from Kirtland Flats near the new K. Whitney home and store, and rose up to the hill, rose up the hill to the lot upon which the Kirtland Temple now stands. The Prophet Joseph Smith wrote, A conference of high priests convened in the translating room in Kirtland and took into consideration how the French farm should be distributed. The conference could not agree who should take charge of it, but all agreed to inquire of the Lord accordingly. We received the following. The revelation deals with concerns that were specific to the historical context in which it was received. That was a summary by uh, Joseph E. Lee McConkie. Verse 1. Behold, I say unto you, here is wisdom, whereby ye may know how to act concerning this matter, for it is expedient in me that this stake that I have set for the strength of Zion should be made strong. In the scriptural imagery, Zion is likened to a tent with stakes as, as its support. If the stakes are driven securely into the ground, the stake will be secure. The expression comes from Isaiah, who wrote, Look upon Zion, the city of our solemnities. Thine eyes shall see Jerusalem, a quiet habitation, a tabernacle that shall not be taken down. Not one of the stakes thereof shall ever be removed. Neither shall any of the cords thereof be broken. And again the ancient prophet wrote, Enlarge the place of thy tent, and let them stretch forth the curtains of thine habitations. Spare not, lengthen thy cords, and strengthen thy stakes." Responding to the misuse of this imagery among the saints, Joseph Fielding Smith reminded us, Isaiah speaks of Zion as a tent or tabernacle, having in mind the tabernacle which was built and carried in the wilderness in the days of Moses, and the cords are the binding cables and extended from the tent or tabernacle to the stakes which are fastened in the ground. Now the Lord revealed that Zion was to be built and surrounding her would be the stakes helping to bind and keep her in place. This figure of speech has almost been lost through the intervening years, but it remains, or it retains its significance or beauty. To speak of Zion, the New Jerusalem, or even that section where the city will be built as a stake of Zion is a sad mistake. Zion is the tent. The stakes of Zion are the binding pegs that support her. Zion, therefore, cannot be a stake. It would be as improper to call a tent a stake as to apply this term to Zion. That was uh, from church history, volume, or modern revelation. Verse 2. "'Therefore let my servant, Newell K. Whitney, who is the bishop, take charge of the place which is named among you, upon which I designed to build mine holy house. And again, let it be divided into lots, according to wisdom, for the benefit of those who seek inheritances.'" as it shall be determined in, in counsel among you. Therefore, take heed that ye see to this matter and that portion that is necessary to benefit mine order, the literary firm, for the purpose of bringing forth my word to the children of men. For, verily, or for behold, verily I say unto you, this is the most expedient in me, that my word should go forth unto the children of men for the purpose of subduing the hearts of the children of men for your good. Even so, amen. In other words, do missionary work where you live to build up Zion. Verse six, And again verily I say unto you, it is wisdom and expedient in me that my servant John Johnson, whose offering I have accepted, and whose prayers I have heard, unto whom I give a promise of eternal life, inasmuch as he keepeth my commandments from henceforth. For he is a descendant of Joseph, and a partaker of the blessings of the promise made unto his fathers. Prior to this revelation, the prophet Joseph Smith and his wife Emma had lived with John and his wife Elsa on their farm in Hiram, Ohio. It was on this farm that the leading elders of the church met in conference and determined to publish a a selection of the revelations which had been received, known as the Book of Commandments. It was here that Joseph Smith and Sidney Rigdon received the visions of the three degrees of glory while engaged in the translation of the Bible and were later tarred and feathered. Verse 8, Verily I say unto you, it is expedient to me that that he should become a member of the order, that he may assist in bringing forth my word unto the children of men. The order of which John Johnson was to become a member was composed of some of the leading elders of the church and was referred to as the United Order or United Firm. Members of this order oversaw church-owned properties. As members of the order, they covenanted to consecrate their surplus property and business profits for the poor and the needy of the church. Verse 9, Therefore ye shall ordain him unto this blessing and he shall seek diligently to take away encumbrances that are upon the house named among you the peter french inn that he may dwell therein even so amen at this time as indicated in the introduction the church had negotiated the purchase of a farm uh, from peter french which included a house or inn The Lord commanded John Johnson to supply funds to help pay the debt the United Firm incurred in the purchase of the farm. This simple passage in the Doctrine and Covenants had a profound influence in the life of John Johnson and the history of the church. John gave liberally of his means for the building of the kingdom and eventually sold his home and farm in Hiram, Ohio as part of honoring the covenant he had made as a member of the order. His offerings were combined with the money of the order and used to pay the mortgage on the Peter French farm. It was upon a portion of this land that the Kirtland Temple was built. This temple and the resulting blessings, namely the preparatory endowment, ordinances, washings, and anointings, many great spiritual manifestations, and and the long-awaited restoration of priesthood keys held by Moses, Elias, and Elijah were made possible due in part to this one man's offering. And that was a summary by Joseph Hila McConkie. I bear testimony that these things are true, and bear this testimony in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. So, Talk to you later. Bye.